these symptoms are all very similar. And I think it's very confusing for folks out there in the community to really understand what we're seeing. We're calling this a tridemic or triple-demic people are hearing out there. We're seeing this surge of RSV with our um, young adults and our infants, and then we're seeing this increase in COVID-19 transmission that is occurring, and then the flu is earlier than expected. So a lot of concern for our caregivers, our hospitals, our clinics, um, our pediatric hospitals, um, and really for folks to take great caution um, here in the next uh, month or two as we head into the holidays. I think it's really important to have that awareness um, and that if you do have symptoms, to have that conversation with your care provider. Should you get tested? Um, should you be using something over the counter? What's safe to use over the counter? And what symptoms are you having? Uh, we are seeing certainly a rise right now in COVID-19. Several of our nursing homes in the area um, are plagued with it right now. Um, and so I think it's really reasonable for everybody to be on the lookout as we head into this cooler weather. And as you've indicated in the past, we head indoors. Uh, really important to be uh, having a conversation and aware of those symptoms. Debbie, so so let's get into the particulars for so many folks listening this morning because you got the flu, RSV, and of course you've got COVID as you just mentioned still out there. I, I guess my questions are, and I don't, I'll, I'll do the roundabout way of getting there, is obviously we'll try some over the counters. Hopefully you get tested to see if you've got COVID. But when is it time, if you have some of these symptoms, to say, you know what, I did what I can, I don't know what this is, i got to make an appointment for the doctor? When do you get to that point? It's a great question, Ray, especially if you are gathering, which a lot of us will be next week. Um, you know, you might get tested so that you know what it is or what it is not. Uh, we do have panels that test for RSV, flu, and covid and so maybe very, very important, thinking about those gatherings. I've had patients who have altered their plans because of either folks that are sick where they're heading or they're sick. And so some are looking at small groups, avoiding the large group. Um, certainly if there is a fever uh, and that's lingering, you must be checked. It's really important. Uh, many of us are older. It's really important or the very, very young that they get looked at uh, quickly, uh, both COVID and uh, flu tend to have fever associated with them, and it's easy to get dehydrated. So really important to uh, talk with a care provider to make sure um, that we uh, have a good sense of what's going on. Several of our older folks right now with COVID are vomiting, um, and so there appears to be uh, a bit of a GI symptom associated with uh, the current COVID. I've got several elderly patients, a couple of them hospitalized right now, uh, with COVID that are vomiting. And so uh, vomiting is unusual because most of these viruses are respiratory. And so if there is a concern with uh, nausea or vomiting, that you really need to have that conversation or a family member needs to make sure they have that conversation with a care provider so that we know what's going on. Debbie, we've talked to uh, uh, folks at Akron Children's Hospital in regards to RSV and the increased cases that they've seen. And they say that that's available it's out there every year, but they've seen an increase early on in RSV. But I wanted you to talk about the RSV virus in regards to adults, because adults can get RSV. Uh, they certainly can. <clears throat> and for us, we call it the cold virus. Um, and so typically it may be, you know, a runny nose, uh, fatigue, cough, uh, typical of what you might see at this time of the year. Um, and so uh, we tend to not respond as severely as our uh, little people. 
uh, who can easily get what we call bronchiolitis, inflammation of the airway tubes, uh, or pneumonia. And so I do think it's important to also say that between RSV, flu, and COVID, one can get pneumonia, and that is one of our concerns. These are all viruses. These are uh, potential uh, viral pneumonia um, um, situations that one has to be very careful with, and those are coughs that perhaps are bringing up a lot of phlegm. You may have shortness of breath. Um, again, I mentioned the nausea and the vomiting, but fatigue can be extreme, um, which can certainly offset this. We've seen sore throat with some of these that have been unrelenting. Uh, muscle aches tend to be our flu and our uh, COVID, uh, but certainly can um, uh, be any of these three. Headaches, uh, not uncommon. And certainly we can see the change in taste and smell, even with a cold. Ray, we know that sometimes things won't uh, easily be tasted or smelled because of uh, congestion. And so uh, RSV can really present with us as adults as well. Uh, tends not to be as severe, but tending, depending on, as you mentioned earlier, even diabetes. Uh, if you have uncontrolled diabetes, it can put you at high risk. And so really important um, to be making sure that you are having conversations with family and healthcare providers. With us is Dr. Debbie Blake, Cleveland Clinic, Akron General. And what she had to say there when you talk about COVID, that's a, a, a virus that's very similar to the common cold. When you talk about coronavirus, and you heard her say with RSV, and then, of course, you have the flu season. Debbie, if we have these symptoms, the runny nose, the headache, and the fevers and such, you know, how many days before we say, you know what, that's enough, I got to go see the doctor? Well, we know that really uh, uh, viral um, illnesses like this do not respond to antibiotics. So a lot of times we are educating Ray with regards to that. If that's gone on for you know, greater than 7 to 10 days, we want to know about it uh, in many folks. And in some folks who are really immunocompromised, we might want to know about it sooner. Um, and so it really depends on the patient and their medical background uh, with regards to their medical history. So not a bad idea to have a conversation early, particularly as we head into the holidays. Uh, but certainly I would say, boy, <clears throat> excuse me, a good week of symptoms, really important to be having a conversation, uh, depending on your health status, <clears throat> because oftentimes we can get into um, certainly other types of infections uh, and folks who might have asthma. EOPD using inhalers, uh, history of pneumonia. These are folks where they can be absolutely prone to having concerns with regards to pneumonia that could become bacterial. And so those are important conversations to have with your physician. Well, Debbie, I can tell you your throat is struggling <laughs> a little bit this morning. Right, we have one more question. I think Jean wants to come in from the newsroom sure. for you. One more question. Jean, go ahead. What do you have for Debbie? Well, you know, I have a friend who said that she knows somebody that has the long COVID now. And it's been like over a year and she's got still got this brain fog. Has there been any new developments or any new medical advice for people that are suffering from this? Any relief on the way for those folks? Now, good morning, Jean. Yeah, uh, I have several patients that have various degrees of long hauler as well. Um, so I think the most important thing is you want to avoid COVID. And so getting that COVID bivalent booster, I cannot uh, emphasize enough. Um, we do have a long hauler clinic through Cleveland Clinic. Um, and I can't say to you that there's been uh, much with regards to uh, steps towards really having a great understanding of it. <clears throat> we do know that we have meds 
It can work with memory, if need be. Uh, nutrition is huge. Uh, looking at some of the other meds that you're using is huge. Uh, so there are some options out there. Uh, none of them all that great, and we're hoping with time that we do see this um, uh, dissipate. But as of right now, a really supportive care gene has been uh, the name of the game.